It's time for the Rose Chat Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the world's most beloved flower, the rose. Join award-winning gardeners Chris Van Cleef and Teresa Byington as they chat with rose lovers and experts from around the globe. With each episode, you'll gain valuable knowledge and insights to achieve the rose garden you've always dreamed of. Listen now as we explore the world of roses. Try Haven Brand Soil Conditioners, providing generations of gardeners with a truly all-natural alternative to chemical fertilizers with their line of composted manure and alfalfa teas. Easy to brew and use on all indoor and outdoor plants. Find them online at manuretea.com. Hey, Rose friends. Today, our guest is Heidi Mortison, Rose Program Manager of Star Roses and Plants. And as you can imagine, she has some beautiful roses to tell us about. So, hey, Heidi, welcome to Rose Chat. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. So what's new in the world of Star Roses? Oh, there's there's so many exciting things happening at Star Roses. We are growing in big ways. Um, the rose market is, has been really, really strong. And um, there's some really exciting new roses that we're going to talk about today. Great. So um, let's get started with some of the new intros. Awesome. Yeah. So thought maybe we'd start talking first about some of the new roses that will be in retail in 2022 that you'll be able to actually uh, find this year. Um, We have four new roses that we've introduced uh, in 22. And the first one I'd like to chat about is Blushing Drift. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with the Drift series, Drift roses are ground cover roses made easy. They are bred between old-fashioned ground cover roses and miniature roses. So you get the bloom power um, of miniature roses in a small package um, and the disease resistance of a ground cover rose. So um, the breeding behind the Drift series comes from Mayon in France. Um, and we have 10 beautiful colors. And in 22, we've introduced Blushing Drift. Blushing Drift is a beautiful double-petaled, light pink with a warm yellow center. Uh, We're really excited about this. It has tremendous disease resistance and bloom power. The Drift series has continuous blooms um, all the way from late spring all the way through winter. So uh, we are really excited about having a new introduction um, in the Drift series. I have had several um, through the years of the Drift series, all did well, all did well. Right now I have um, two borders of sweet um, Drift and they're absolutely gorgeous all year. Yeah, the Drifts are, we like to call it, they're the finishing touch to Mm -hmm. every landscape because they're perfect for long borders. Um, So put them in front of your hydrangeas or other roses or other shrubs Um, Because you'll get that bloom power all year, even if the shrub behind it maybe only has a shorter bloom cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Another great thing about the Drift Roses is how winter hardy they are. So they're all on own rootstock and they're all winter hardy to zone four. So um, that's something that's really important for those northern uh, climate gardeners is making sure that um, they overwinter well and they come back the same rose. So the Drift series is that's one of the trials and the testing that we do to ensure that um, it can withstand uh, zone four winters. 
Um, let's see, what else about drift? The new blushing drift is, um, it's extremely disease resistant. And um, we've really found that um, with our growers, our grower partners, um, that they love growing the drift series because they're so disease resistant. Mm -hmm. And so that translates into the garden as well. So they're really that low maintenance, um, that low maintenance rose. We've also seen an increase of growers starting to grow drift in interesting and new ways in finished containers and hanging baskets. Um, drift roses are really, really versatile. So if you're a container gardener and you're looking for something that stays small and compact and blooms all summer that you can enjoy year after year, drift roses are a great option. Um, the next new rose that um, you're going to see from Star Roses and Plants in 2022 is the Veranda Fiesta. So the Veranda roses are a series or a collection of roses from Cortez. Cortez is a well-known um, and established uh, family of breeders out of Germany that we work with. And they have some of the most beautiful roses in the world. <laughs> I agree. I have several cordis and they do so well for me. They do. Um, we There's quite the following for the cordis roses, that's for sure. The veranda series or collection is really designed around these cont container gardeners. They're small, they're compact, they have bright colors, often have high petal count and fragrance. They are bred, designed, and selected specifically for containers, hence the name Veranda. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for roses that are a little bit bigger, fuller than maybe a, a, a drift, smaller rose like that, then the Veranda is a great series for you. So the Veranda series comes in lots and lots of colors, um, everywhere from a beautiful lavender uh, to a beautiful orange mango and and the new one for 22 is fiesta it starts yellow and ages red so you mm. get such a cool bi-color um coloration on the petals often roses when they age they get more they tend to fade and get more pale in color but the fiesta is just the opposite um, so it, it actually gets better as the flowers age. So it's such a great patio plant. So um, recommend highly for any of those uh, small space gardeners to check out the Veranda series and the new Fiesta. The next one I thought we'd talk about is a new introduction to the Sunblaze series. So the Sunblaze are some of my favorite roses at Star because they're miniatures and they are super floriferous and bright colors. So often when you think of miniature roses, you might think of um, what you would buy at a grocery store for your mom, like in the little four inch pots that they're kind of throwaway plants, right? But Sunblaze is different. It's been, they have been bred to have higher disease resistance and better flowering and better overwintering. So Sunblaze Roses will winter all the way in ground through zone five. And um, these, once again, the majority of the Sunblaze series is from Mayon, breeding out of Mayon. Um, there's one from Jim Sprawl, who is a great breeder out of California mm -hmm. for us. Um, but the new one is for 22 is Sunblaze Pink. Um, and 
to really appreciate this rose, you have to like see the pictures or see it in person. It's this bicolor pink and white, and it just, it looks like a strawberry sundae. It's, it's really, really beautiful, the coloration on it. And um, the sunblaze roses are continuing to get even more disease resistant than they have been in the past. So the genetics are improving and getting better. So if you're looking for um, a really small, compact flowering plant that flowers all summer, sunblaze is a great option. It's a great container plant. And that's where most of our sunblaze um, roses go into is, is finished containers. A lot of times you'll find sunblaze roses in decorative containers at, at retail um, because they just, they make such a great gift. Um, so if you're looking for a good gift, um, uh, sunblaze roses are a great one. It's so nice to give someone a healthy gift, you know, a rose, especially someone who's not new to roses, but give them a healthy, beautiful rose that they don't have to do much to take care of. And maybe they become a rose person. Now, I was at a local uh, garden center this spring and I was captivated by the label for Sunblaze. It stands out so well in a sea of labels. I was like, oh, what is that? So definitely the labeling was great. So you see this big, it's, it's a, a black label with a white um, um, metal and it really stands out great. So if they have them, you're going to find them. So, and I hope you do, because it's really beautiful. Yeah. Our marketing department did an awesome job of using this kind of retro black and white look. Yeah. And we have some really cool photography with it too. So it's, um, it's just that black and white really helps those colors stand out. So it really makes a great tag. So you'll, you'll easily be able to spot it. Just look for the, it's a nice big picture tag with black and white. This is someplace. It's a real good, good kudos. Awesome. Um, and the final new rose for 22 I wanted to talk about is um, one, one of Mayon's favorites and, and one of our favorites, and that's Ruby red. Um, if you love red tea roses think of some of the old red tea roses out there that are still so popular like olympiad or mr lincoln mm -hmm. um but you want it to bloom all summer and not have to worry about spraying it and having disease resistant foliage you need to look at ruby red it is a tremendous leap in genetics for red hybrid tea so it's extremely dark um it has the darkest, most glossy foliage, and it's just a phenomenal combination of color and foliage. And to have that red hybrid tea look in such a healthy package is a breakthrough in my mind. Absolutely. And, and the dark foliage, I mean, it just pops. It does. It's really stunning. Whenever you, you know, whenever I'm out in the rose fields and you're looking at literally thousands of roses, <laughs> so lots of them blend together, right? There's like, mm -hmm. oh, you, know, you can't tell. You can spot, there's a few roses that really stand out that you can see from far away and you can pick out a ruby red. Um, so really impressed with its floriferousness, its disease resistance, um, and just its, just its color and its presentation. Um, it's just an interesting note about this is Mayon is going to be uh, using this rose um, as a as a way to give back the sales of it to um, disaster relief victims, especially in Ukraine. So Aww. they're doing some really cool things um, with this rose. So it's, you're going to see a lot of press about it. And so we're excited. Oh, that's wonderful. Good news there. Yeah. 
Um, I thought maybe, so that's all the, the new rose varieties that you'll see in retail for 22. Um, I thought maybe I'd give everyone a little sneak peek if that's okay for 23. Oh, we love a sneak peek. <laughs> I do too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's fun to be able to tell you because there's some really cool roses um, that are coming in 23. And um, two of those roses um, are part of this uh, new initiative that we have at Star Roses. And that's surrounding bringing fragrance back and bringing high petal count roses back. So it's a huge trend that's coming back. For, for many, many years, it was all about disease resistance and um, all summer blooming. So luckily we've had so many great genetics to breed with. We've been able mm -hmm. to um, introduce and be able to bring back fragrance and, and high petal count roses. Boy, now, that just makes that makes us happy that we've been waiting on this. We've been waiting on this. this is I really know. Every, I know. Especially, especially what I like to consider the rose, the rose champions out there like you guys um, ha, have been asking for it for mm -hmm. so long mm -hmm. and uh, it's coming and it's coming in a big way. I so, feel like we should strike up the band or have some special music, but <laughs> this is really <laughs> good news. <laughs> so tell us, tell us. Yeah, so there's there's two introductions for 23. So the first one I'll tell you about is um, out of Mayon, and it's a variety called Top Cream. Um, we actually did a pre-release through Young's Seed this year. Um, so there was a teeny bit on the market in 22, um, but you're going to see it in a big way in 23. So Top Cream has um, over 100 petals. It is a hybrid tea. Um, and it is a beautiful white cream. And when it gets a little cooler, the center gets just a little bit of uh, baby powder pink. And it is such a gorgeous rose. Um, it has an extremely strong fragrance. It's, uh, it smells like fresh pears is the, is the best way that we can describe it. And um, not only that, a lot of times when you get these high petal count fragrant roses they tend to bloom in cycles but this has a continuous bloom it mm. will throw blooms on all season long um, it's also extremely disease resistant um, what the, what's the size on this one um, it, it's just so creamy dreamy looking it's just mm -hmm. a wonderful wonderful picture I'm looking at so what what is the size on the shrub the nice thing the, the even better part about this is it it's it's compact so this this will stay under four feet, which is which is unusual for a hybrid tea. Hybrid teas, and especially the high petal count um, fragrant ones, tend to get a little taller. Mm -hmm. um, but this one has we've found in all of our trials has stayed under four feet, and that helps it to work into almost anyone's garden. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one interesting note I thought maybe I I talk about in in line with this, and uh, just to give people maybe a little look into how we select roses. Um, we actually have 14 trial sites around the US and um, we, we test in pretty much every possible place where there's every disease that affects roses and how it performs there. And, and we use that data to decide whether we introduce a rose or not. 
And those that process can take anywhere from four to 10 years, mm-hmm. depending upon the rose and um, how it's performing and where it's coming from and quarantine and all sorts of things like that. Um, so whenever we introduce a high petal count, really fragrant rose, um, there's nobody that does more trialing on roses than we do in the world in the amount and the different types of climates that we do. So we have everywhere from uh, Intermountain West to the West Coast where there's a lot of rust to the East Coast where there's a ton of downy mildew and black spot. We do it in the coldest regions of zone four. We do it in the very Southern tip of Florida in the hottest, most humid possible places. Um, We have a lot of really great relationships with different universities, different public gardens. So all of our testing is done with no spray and uh, and no prunes. So um, we really put them through the ringer. <laughs> so to say that a high petal count fragrant rose like Top Cream has come to the market is a, is a big deal. And I think uh, I think people will be really happy with its performance no matter where you're at in the country. It certainly doesn't look like an easy care rose. It just looks yummy. <laughs> Yeah, it exactly. And that's that's the stigma we're trying to break is mm-hmm. is that, you know, the genetics in roses have taken leaps and bounds in the last 20 years. And so you're going to see a lot more of these types of roses with with that um high disease resistance and that mm-hmm. repeat blooming. So wonderful, wonderful. So the next one is uh raspberry cupcake. So raspberry cupcake is out of Cortez. Um Cordes has some of the most fragrant roses in the world. Um, they have some amazing, some amazing roses. So raspberry cupcake is named for two reasons. Um, it's, it's color and it's uh, the frilliness of the petals. So <clears throat> raspberry cupcake has over 65 petals on average and has a very deep fruity raspberry fragrance. So we're really excited about this. Raspberry cupcake does get a little taller. It tends to get up to the four to five feet. Um, but that dark, dark pink um, is really phenomenal. And But wh- where we love this rose the most is its frilly petals and its deep, deep fragrance. So that is um, what we love about this rose. And once again, it, it got through our trials. This rose can will perform well anywhere in the country. Its own root it's a hybrid tea. Um, I, I forgot to mention top cream is a hybrid tea and own root as well. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but um, so, so you're going to get that big, beautiful tea rose on a long stem um, with that, with that fragrance. Um, they also repeat bloom consistently through, through the year as well. It's a good, bright color, good, solid, bright color. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Those bright, bright colors are, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's really kind of two color trends happening right now in roses. And that's top cream and raspberry cupcake pretty much embody them. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this romantic obsession with whites and creams kind of goes along with a lot of like home decorating trends. You can see all the white kitchens and the farmhouse mm-hmm. style. Um, but there's also this pull towards these like jewel tones um, and these really bright, bright colors. So um, I feel like we've done a really good job of kind of hitting uh, different trends with by introducing these two. As I look at this picture, 
it reminds me a little bit of a brighter Beverly. That's also a Cordis Rose that's just outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah, this one looks good. Yeah. Look good. Um, there's three other sneak peeks I'll, I'll tell you about. We, we're, we have another drift introduction in 23. Um, we're excited about this one because it's a new color into the, into the brand, and that's buttercream. I didn't think there'd ever been a yellow. Yeah, there, there actually is a yellow, but it's only available on West Coast because oh, it doesn't okay. have the disease resistance oh, I see. Um, as the rest of the family. And so we're super excited about this one because this one has tremendous disease resistance. So this is an all over the country uh, yellow drift. So, it is a creamy yellow too. <clears throat> it's going to work well with all my pinks and peaches, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's and any um like purples, like lavenders, like mm -hmm. it, it's really pretty with that when you pair it. So um, buttercream starts out. You know, it's it's perfectly named. Yes, um, yes I agree. Is, yeah. It's like it literally comes out a buttery mm -hmm. yellow, and then it fades to a cream. So you get that kind of, and it holds on to the color for pretty long too. So you get this cool kind of bitone yellow and cream. So um, it looks phenomenal with pinks and purples. So really great addition to the Drift family. One other thing that I, I, I failed to mention when I was talking about Drifts before that I think is really, really important right now, especially in this in this climate, is, is how drought tolerant Drifts are. Mm -hmm. um, they are some of the most drought tolerant roses in the world. Um, so if you're on the West Coast, Intermountain West, um, Southwest, this is a, drift roses are phenomenal options for you. So we actually put these through um, UC Davis irrigation trials um, and they have performed exceptionally well on, in very low water uh, areas. So um, just something to keep in mind if you're, if you, if you want the color and and uh, flower power of a rose in your garden and you're in the droughted area and you're, you're worried about uh, conserving water, Drift is a good option. Mm -hmm. And the last two, sneak peek for 23, are two new sun blazes. So um, I mentioned before that the sun blazes are kind of getting a revival of genetics and this is going to continue. Um, I'll give you a little super sneak peek. We're going to have even more in 24 and 25 coming down the pipeline. Um, so we have two new colors in 23. There's peach and lemon. Uh, peach is just the cutest rose. Uh, people are going to fall in love with this coloration. It's, it's a mix of pink, apricot, coral, and yellow. It's, we're truly, we're calling it like a tri-colored rose. And it has- It's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's really pretty. <laughs> And uh, the pictures don't even do it justice. You have to see it in person, but it's it's a phenomenal rose. So it's it's got better disease resistance. It's of course very compact, eighteen inches by eighteen inches. Um, it's got large flowers for a mini. One of the interesting things in the mini genre is is that we're breeding for larger flowers as well. So you get that kind of uh, big big impact in a small package. So. Mm -hmm. Um, lemon is the other variety, and um, lemon is an improvement on other yellows in the Sunblaze family. It has much better disease resistance, 
and uh, comes on a nice lemon yellow and it fades to a cream as well. It reminds me a lot of Drift and it, uh, Buttercream Drift in its coloration. It has a totally different habit um, and a different use, but it is, uh, the flowers are really big on lemon for a mini. So it has really cool impact that way. It's a soft yellow. I, I like that. Yeah. And it's part of that that kind of trend of these like creamy colors that people mm-hmm. like and these kind of soft yellows. So it's, yeah. um, it's, it's really, it's a really great rose. Um, let's see. I thought next I would love to chat about kind of what we're doing at star with, um, our new collection of scentables. Oh, that sounds good. Scentables. <laughs> yeah. So we, <laughs> Um, we at Star Roses and Plants, we, you, you're probably familiar with, we have some big brand names at Star Roses. You're probably familiar with Knockout Roses, um, Drift Roses, Sunblaze Roses, another brand. We have Bushel and Berry, um, uh, is another one of our big brands. That's a, a, a container edible package. Um, but two years ago, we introduced a new brand called Bloomables and Bloomables is really, uh, our genetics, along with some of our sister companies at Ball Horticultural, uh, Star Roses and Plants is a, uh, is under the ball umbrella. So we have access to some of the most amazing genetics and breathing, breeding in the world. And um, Bloomables is the brand for that. So you're going to see more and more Bloomables um, in big box stores, uh, Lowe's, um, you'll see it all over in Lowe's in 22. Many of the roses I'm going to talk about, you're going to see in Lowe's um, in 23. And we have some other big retailers coming on the market. So we're really excited about that. So Scentables is a program in the Bloomables brand that's going specifically um, after this high petal count, highly fragrant rose market. And so we've looked across our genetics. We have access to thousands, as you can imagine. And we've pulled out the absolutely best high petal count, high fragrance, not just kind of fragrant or medium fragrance or high fragrance, like very strongly fragrant roses. And we did something fun. We actually had a really great time. We did the fragrance profile of each one of these roses. Um, and so each one uh, has... Uh, different fragrance profile. Most roses you get, they're like in that citrus range or they're in the fruity sweet range or they're like in the really kind of spicy, almost musky range. So we we did um, the, the scent profile of, of a, a certain collection of our roses and we've put this together. Um, there's 15 roses in the program. I thought I'd maybe talk about some of my favorites. Um, you've already heard me talk about two of them, Top Cream and Raspberry Cupcake. Two new intros for 23 will be part of that Scentables program. Um, but I wanted to talk about five others that um, probably some of you are familiar with. You may even have them in your garden currently. And if you don't, you need to because they're my favorites. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my... It's hard to say for me um, which rose is my favorite. I cut, sometimes it changes day to day, but uh, I consistently am in love with Sweet Mademoiselle. Um, Sweet Mademoiselle is an amazing tea rose with huge, gorgeous apricot 
salmon pink flowers that is deeply fragrant and has the smell of apples. Um, it's one of our most popular and fastest growing genetics um, just because of its coloration. It has a really round bud form. And so as it's opening, it's just, it almost looks like a peony, um, except better than peonies <laughs> um, because it blooms all summer, unlike peonies. Yes, there you go. We <laughs> love our peonies, but boy, they, they, they are fleeting and they fleet fast. They now, there, yeah. I don't have sweet mademoiselle, but several in our Vos society do, and they love it. They talk about it a lot. So so it, it has um, it has grown around here. I don't know why I don't have it, but I think maybe it needs to go on a list. Oh, you you definitely need that one. You'll you'll fall in love with that. So I constantly get people sending me pictures of their sweet Mademoiselle roses because they're just so in love with it once they discover it. Um, it's that they feel the need to just tell me about how amazing it is. So, <laughs> which is fun, you know. It's fun. It's so fun. fun to hear how how successful people are you know that's a good rose and it's and it's an easy rose so no roses that we introduce are, are tough roses so um the next one i'd like to chat about is bolero um at one point uh, star was challenged with tell us what your most strongly fragrant rose is and that's a really hard thing to do because fragrance is very subjective to climate to the person who's smelling it the timing that the rose opens. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that are mm -hmm. make it very subjective, mm -hmm. but we chose Bolero as our top as our top most fragrant rose that we have in our entire uh, portfolio. Bolero is a beautiful white, um, very high petal count and is very spicy. So if you want that kind of uh, anise, uh, kind of spice musky smell bolero is you have to have it in your garden um the other three i'm going to talk about I'm going to, the next one is is uh part of the cordes uh family and that's a it's a parfuma called earth angel uh parfuma series out of cordes is is some of their most fragrant roses and uh you'll you'll find parfuma roses um all all over the place around the country so uh earth angel is my favorite parfuma um it's the white and pink and it has such a high petal count and uh ha really has that cabbage rose look um it's so full and it has an extremely um strong fragrance so it's it's one of the most beautiful roses and it's one of the highest selling roses online. Uh, we actually have a lot of growers and cut flower garden customers who sell a lot of earth angel. Um, I have this one. She's so photogenic. I see why people fall in love with her. Um, she's absolutely gorgeous. I love this rose so much. It's just pretty, pretty, pretty. I did make one mistake, though, in planting her. She's a little too close to her, her hydrangea neighbor. She still does really well, but I wish she could have her full head and get as big as she wants to get. Yeah. And because it is gorgeous. And just those blooms are just luscious. They're so pretty. So if I get another one, I'm going to give her more space just so she can be her best self for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, it's good to hear you have her and you enjoy her because mm -hmm. 
Um, she's a winner. Um, the next one is Princess Charlene uh, de Monaco. We just did a really beautiful photo shoot with her um, as a bouquet with actually the, with the with the last two. We just did photo shoots with these two in bouquets and um, she, her fragrance is just dreamy and her color and her form when she opens. Um, once again, one of our highest uh, fastest selling varieties. People are looking for Princess Charlene de Monaco. Mm -hmm. um, deeply fragrant, very high petal count, beautiful apricot uh, color. So an absolute must have. Um, Moonlight Romantica is the next one. Uh, the Romanticas um, come from um, Mayon and these are the Romantica series is a very high petal count series. Well, Moonlight Romantica is also very, very fragrant. It has a very sweet honey smell. So it's the perfect coloration for that because that's what the color mm -hmm. is. Yeah. It's a beautiful honey yellow. Um, and it gets very tall. Um, we have some of these in our display gardens um, in Pennsylvania. But wow, you can smell it before you even uh, get close to it. Um, it has a very unique, um, sweet honey fragrance. So makes an absolutely beautiful cut flower. So I uh, really love those. So those are, those are five of, of some of my favorites in the scentables. We have um, many more. You're going to see more about scentables um, in the coming years, especially. Um, so keep a lookout for bloomables and scentables. Well, I love a good collection, so I'm so glad you're putting them together and giving them a name so when people go to look for, because so often I'm sure people are are uh, searching out the most scented roses, so you're making it easy for them to find them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's the number one question we get all the time. Which of your roses are fragrant? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully that's what we're trying to do is just keep it simple and um, just really... To, and, and another qualifier for this program is to make sure, too, that they went through those 14 trial sites so that they're good roses, too. They're good performing roses so that people can be successful um, and find satisfaction in these types of roses again instead of um, just shrub roses. Um, I love shrub roses. I love our knockout roses. But this is a different market. It's a different mm -hmm. person who's looking for this and what they're going to use it for and and so um, one of the things that, you know, we've really battled over the years, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, is the stigma that roses are difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're really passionate about making sure we're doing our work and testing the genetics so that when people make that impulsive purchase and they take a rose home, that they're successful and they want to buy another one. Um, and that they that we can break that stigma. So, and I think I think it is. Um, and COVID has certainly uh, has certainly helped has helped our cause <laughs> quite a bit. So you've seen a change since COVID. Absolutely, yeah. There's a there's a huge change. COVID has has granted the green industry uh, 18.2 million new gardeners, and of those gardeners. Um, Lots of them have come to roses mm -hmm. and, you know, for new gardeners, shrubs can be overwhelming. And a lot of times you go into a garden center and they're not in bloom or they're just kind of like 
what does this do? How big does it get? But everybody knows what a rose is mm -hmm. and what it does. And so um, these new gardeners love roses. And um, the, the future is very bright for roses. And we cannot always say that in the past. And so um, COVID has given us an opportunity as an industry and as a rose grower to get those folks excited and give them the roses that they're looking for and, and help them to be successful and help them to better their lives by having roses in their life. So so true. There's few people in the world who don't have a rose story somewhere, whether it was a grandparent, an aunt, or some story, or a wedding flower. You know, roses come to people in different ways, but most people love a rose, even if they start out being afraid of it as far as a plant they can grow. So you're making our job of promoting roses much easier by giving us all these wonderful um, selections and um, you know it is you know, we're we went we stayed home and so we found that people wanted to go out in their backyard and find beauty find a vacation find a retreat and um, and our young families want to grow things whether it's vegetables or flowers to put on their table so so it's just a great time for gardeners, I think. Um, so much enthusiasm. I'm just loving it. So many good questions out there. And people yeah. are just actively uh, seeking out more and more. And um, I just love seeing um, a younger community come into this. And, and we've got what they need. And it's so wonderful. So thank you for all that you do to bring these great things uh, to market. Yeah, well, it's really exciting. And it's really fun um, to try and uh kind of uh, jump over the hurdle that we've had sometimes in the past mm -hmm. with roses um and be able to see like what do they want what what are they looking for and you know you had mentioned briefly that the there is an increase too in this cut flower mm -hmm. uh, kind of market and this aromatherapy and yes. people wanting to bring in nature inside and fragrance inside um so i think roses are a great answer to that so it's so true. So true. Well, Heidi, you've given us a lot of beautiful choices for our garden. And I can't even tell you how exciting it is even to read the words that some of these are deeply fragrant, not lightly fragrant, but deeply fragrant. So a lot of good news. Yeah, awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come and chat. And I'd love to um, answer any questions anyone has. Or you're free to reach out to me. Um, and, and I'd be happy to help. Oh, that is good news. And thanks for being with me today. You're very welcome. Friends, wow, what a list. I'm sure you're like me and you had several roses that you wanted to put on your must-get list. So many great options today. It's just exciting. So until next time, friends, happy gardening. Happy gardening. You've been listening to the Rose Chat Podcast with Chris Van Cleve and Teresa Byington, expert rose gardeners who want to help you achieve the rose garden of your dreams. Don't miss an episode. Listen anytime on our website at rosechatpodcast.com or listen on the go via the Rose Chat app on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Share this podcast with your social networks and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using the hashtag RoseChat. Join us next time for another edition of the Rose Chat Podcast.
The Rose Chat Podcast is a production of the Rose Chat Media Group, Birmingham, Alabama.